Uh, of course, uh, David and I just got back from Brazil uh, yesterday, and it was just a wonderful time. We yes. preached and preached and preached and preached some more. <laughs> and uh, the wonderful uh, churches of Missionary Swadis down there, um, he has over 300, I think 3,500 churches um, in his uh, under his covering. And wow, what mighty churches. They are just, well, they love the word, first of all. And they really believe Mark 16. All the things listed is what they preach. <laughs> Amen. They cast out the devil. They speak with new tongues. They lay hands on the sick. And they believe in miracles. And so there were so many wonderful uh, uh, just manifestations of all those things. We saw a lot of people saved. And uh, so many people testified to their healing. And it was just so cool and so wonderful and we were so blessed to be able to do that and to go there and preach mainly in the north um we were in the northeast section of um, brazil and then later in rio and sao paulo but it was wonderful praise god Um, thank you for your prayers we felt those prayers you can sense when the church is praying you know it just makes all the difference in the world so thank you for praying for us and um, all that, uh, all of those of you who took part in the services here, took care of the church, the music, the sanctuary, the sound, <laughs> live stream, all the things you do. We appreciate that yes. so much. Yeah, we just are really blessed. Um, other, some people say, you know, how do you go and preach? And we said, because we have such a wonderful church <laughs> that <laughs> helps us yeah. and, uh, just does the work of the yeah. ministry while we're gone. So, we appreciate that. Couldn't do it without you. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to preach tonight on a probably a very familiar uh, story in the Old Testament, but I felt led to do it today. Um, and so I'm going to title entitle this, Let's Go Over Where the Giants Are. Amen. Let's Go Over Where the Giants Are. How about that? Yeah. For courage. <laughs> you know, it's easy to say that, but when you're facing some giants, it might not, might not be as easy just to say that in your own strength. And that's when you really have to use your faith and know that God is with you. He's in you. And he will do what you can't do for yourself. Amen. Because sometimes we want, we might not face giants, uh, you know, people that are giants. Sometimes you do, but sometimes that's not the case. But you might have circumstances that seem like they're huge. Um, Jesus even talked about speaking to the mountain. Now, a mountain, we saw a lot of mountains in Brazil uh, the last three weeks. And they're just, you know, they look like they're immovable, that they're unshakable. There's no way that any of that could be flattened. But Jesus said there was a way. So if there's mountains or giants or something huge in your life that you think, I don't know if this will ever change. This is just the way it is. Praise God. You don't have to look at the seen realm. We can look at the unseen realm and know that God can do it. What we can't do, he can do. And uh, it's just beautiful, the things that he does. And we don't need to forget what he's done before so that we can uh, remind ourselves, well, if he did that, (laughs) 
And even when, when we see him do things in other people's lives that seem impossible, we need to remember that too. And say, well, if he did that for them, I know he could do this in my life. And I think that's one re, uh, reason that uh, these uh, Israelis didn't get uh, all of their things that they could have gotten. It's because of complaining, murmuring, and forgetting Forgetting what the Lord has done for them. We have to really be careful to remember what God has done. Remember. And I think part of that is uh, maybe even writing out a gratitude list. Uh, I heard a minister this week that I was listening to say, you know, that she said, you should have a gratitude list that you do for 30 days every day and just write out everything you're thankful for. Because it will change you. And she said, not only will it change your perspective and really your uh, just your demeanor and those things, but it actually relieves anxiety <laughs> and yeah. depression and thing, emotional uh, and mental deals. So that might be a good exercise, you know, is just to write out a gratitude list. Take just five minutes and do it and it might really help. Amen? Amen. Keep us on the right path to knowing that God's for us and not and not against us. All right, let's go over where the giants are. Let's begin in Numbers chapter 13 and uh, verse 1. Now, these, you know, Moses and, of course, Aaron and uh, Miriam, you know, siblings, they had some deals going on. Even in Genesis 12, you see where Miriam and Aaron got mad at Moses for marrying an Egyptian. And it wasn't against any of God's laws to marry an Egyptian. They, they, you know, they shouldn't have married a Canaanite, but they got mad for it. And so they got into trouble, you know. Have you ever gotten into a thing with your sibling, brother or sister or cousin or, you know, whoever? It happens, doesn't it? But God didn't take to that so well. And so I think we should, you know, be People who are accepting and loving, especially in our in our families, it takes a lot to do that, but I think it's worth it, and we take the effort to do that. But anyway, after that episode, we get into Numbers 13, and um, we read in the first chapter that um, the Lord spoke to Moses and said, I want you to go over to the land of Canaan and send some scouts out. And he said... I give unto the children of Israel. So he really was saying, he didn't even make it past uh, future tense. He said, I give it to you. So really, it was theirs right then. Isn't that something? And when when we talk about this tonight, I want you to know that Canaan land is not a type and shadow of heaven. Um, It really is a type and shadow of us in Christ. And the land of milk and honey, the promises and possession of a really good life is in Christ because you're not going to fight giants in heaven, you know, and they had to possess the land. Even though it was given to them, they had to possess it. And so um, they had to use their faith and trust in the Lord that he would uh, deliver it to them, but they had to put action and words to their uh, life there, to 
to do it. So uh, we move on down to verse 27 in Numbers 13. And they told him and said, We came into the land whither thou sendest us, and surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Um, now they had come back with uh, grapes that two men had to put on a pole between them. Now think about that. <laughs> I don't know how big they were, but if two men have to carry them, you know, one man can carry a lot of weight. Usually they're pretty, men are pretty strong. Women can do that sometimes, but men especially can carry a lot of weight. And you think about two men having to carry grapes. That was a truly some fruit we're talking about. And um, and they mentioned how wonderful the fruit was. And uh, even pomegranates and figs, you know, they're saying this is a tremendous land. And then in verse 28, Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. So this um, uh, strong people, strong cities, fortified, and... Um, the uh, Amplified says the children, the sons of Anak were of great stature and courage. So they were pretty big people that were bold there. And that's what they looked at. That's what they saw. And that was what influenced their decision. And you know their decision was, we can't do it. <laughs> They're stronger than we are. We can't do it. But look at verse 30. And Caleb stilled the people... The Amplified says he quieted them down um, before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Now that's the voice of faith, isn't it? That's the voice of someone looking at the unseen realm. And that's, that is the definition of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yeah. So we have to know that if we're people who walk by faith, we're not walking by what we see no. in the natural realm right. or what we hear in the natural realm or anything of the five senses. People of faith walk by the unseen and uh, by the word of what God has said and what he's saying to our hearts and our lives. So it's a different way of thinking and living, isn't it? Living by faith is really strange to the world. <laughs> they, you know, they'll look at you like you're absolutely nuts. So you're crazy. But, um, but it is, if you're walking by faith, um, you're walking in a place like we sang about tonight of joy and victory. Amen. Praise God for it. So anyway, Caleb had this and he said, let's do it right now. Right now. Let's do it. Now he was about 40 years old. At, at this time, but he wanted to go right up there and do it, possess it right now. We are, and he said, well able to overcome it. Why, why could he be so confident? Because he realized that God had already said, I give it to you. Yeah. I've already given it to you. Now think about that as Christians. We know that through Jesus Christ, we have been given everything, yeah. every good thing. Um, everything that pertains to life and godliness, that we have already been given um, anything that he redeemed us from. And so it's ours now. 
Now, you know, there is a possessing, there's a getting the manifestation of these things. So we do walk by faith to, uh, you know, walk out that which he is, what we're possessing and what he's already given to us, just like this. But praise God, it's ours. We can say we have it now. Amen. We have been given life. We have been given peace and joy. We have been given prosperity, healing. I remember a testimony of a woman that had a tumor and she just got a hold of faith and knowing that I am healed. And she really had that in her heart. I mean, it was it was so real and so true to her that she ignored the tumor. And it wasn't like she was trying to get it to leave or anything. She said, I don't care if it stays here forever. I'm healed. <laughs> you know, that's what just what she had accepted in, in her life. So she would get up in church and testify. I'm, I'm healed and I thank God. And she said the people would kind of look at her like roll their eyes and some of them would say, well, you don't look healed. And, and she said, but I am. I'm healed. And so finally she got before the Lord, she said, and she said, Lord, I know I'm healed. You know I'm healed. But these people don't think I'm healed. So could you get rid of this tumor just to prove to them <laughs> that I'm healed? And you know that thing disappeared. Amen. But it didn't bother her because she'd already accepted. And I think about that with, with Caleb here, even though, you know, he agreed that these there were mighty warriors there. There was there were people there that were were stronger than them, and we know that was a fact because uh, you know eventually um, the you know the they Moses and the Lord had a discussion and there was more discussion and finally uh, the Lord said you know this group is not going to ever see the promised land <laughs> they're going to die before you know so they wandered forty more years and et cetera. But um, right after Moses told them that, they said, oh, we're going to go take the land. You know, we're going to go. Even though we've sinned, we're going to go take the land. And he said, don't, don't do it because God's not with you. And they said, yeah, we can do it. I don't know what made them think all of a sudden they could when they wouldn't do it before. But that's just, I think that's humanness sometimes. Um, but they, they went to war and got whipped. Right there. Um, so anyway, we know that this this was the scenario that they saw, but it didn't mean that it was the truth. Right. Yeah. See, you can see things, and it's you're not stupid. You see your bank account, or you see your tumor, or whatever is happening. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that that's the truth, and it doesn't mean that that has to stay that way, and that's the way it is. Um, praise God, His Word and faith in His Word um, is greater than that. Amen? And so, uh, verse 31, And the men that went up with Him uh, said, We will not go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. And verse 32 says, the famous line, They brought up the evil report. And um, then 33 is interesting too. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come up of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, so we were in their sight. So they're even thinking about what these other people, what they thought these other people were thinking of them. Which is not necessarily true, because these other 
lands had heard about the power of God. They had heard about what God had done and were pretty scared, actually, of, of the Israelites. So we can think things about other people, what other people are thinking about us, and it might not be true. You know, <laughs> you can't live your life in the mind of other people. You just have to uh, take God's word, do God's word, and as we say in Alabama, let the rep in drag, right? <laughs> just the rep in drag. All right, look at verse uh, chapter 14. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. So they're just, you know, falling apart here. Yeah. And then, after they fall apart, the second thing they did in chapter 2 is murmur against Moses and Aaron. And then they say, we should go back to Egypt. Let's elect a new leader and go back to slavery. That's how far they took this whole scenario. And um, uh, it just didn't go over well with, with um, God. And I don't blame him at all. I mean, it's ridiculous after everything that he had done for them. But they forgot what he had done. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Caleb and uh, Joshua just kept saying it's an exceeding good land. Verse 8, if the Lord delight in us and he will bring us into this land and give it to us. So they were trying to convince them that this land was worth it, uh, flowing with milk and honey. And then in look in verse 9. It says, only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. One thing we have to do if we know that we're going to obtain the promises of God is stay out of fear. You know, just cast that fear over on the Lord. I mean, it'll come when you're facing things that are giants or mountains. You, there's going to be some emotional response to that. But um, reminding him, you know, just saying, Lord, I know you're taking care of me. I know these things that you've said in your word are true and what I have in Christ Jesus and what he's provided for me. And I choose to trust you. Yeah. I choose to trust your word and know that what you've already given me, I'm going to obtain it. Um, and that's uh, what we see in uh, Caleb, and uh, praise God, and Joshua as well. I like in verse 24, it says, But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and hath followed me fully, him I will bring into the land whereunto he went, and his seed shall possess it. He had another spirit. You know, they had the spirit of the world, which goes by just what you see, what you hear, taste, smell, you know, all the senses. But Caleb had the spirit of the Lord. He had another spirit. And I believe we've got that same spirit, that same spirit of faith, the same spirit of the Holy Holy Spirit that trains us and teaches us and guides us and speaks to us about what we're facing and how to either get around it or get a get tunnel under it or have it moved or whatever. There is a way. Amen. That's a song. It's wonderful. There is a way. Praise God. 
So be encouraged tonight. Um, let's see if we can find any other nuggets here that are really good. Uh, I believe that, um, let's see, we could turn to Joshua and look here. I just love Caleb because he was about 40 then, and about 45 years later, he's still got his dream going. <laughs> Amen. Joshua chapter 14, look at verse 7. Forty years, he said, forty years old I was when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me to Kadesh Berenia and to spy the land, and I brought him word again as it was in my heart. And look down at verse 10. And now behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years. So at this point, he was 85. <laughs> 85 years old, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. As yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. So he's saying, I'm just as strong now to do warfare as I was when I was 40. <laughs> Spiritually, you're just as strong now, no matter what age you are, as you were 40 years ago. Yes. Amen? In fact, I think you can be even be stronger because you've grown in the Lord and in the power of His might. Yes. So we can do warfare and we can possess what has been given to us. Yes. Don't be afraid. Don't back off of it. Even if it's been a long time coming. Sometimes in, this was not Caleb's fault. He was very faithful. The Bible says he followed God in everything. It wasn't his fault that it was delayed 45 years. Uh, bless his heart. Can you imagine? You know, you'd almost start not liking those people. <laughs> if something was was put off that long that you really wanted to do and knew that you could do it but because of others you know it was delayed and I just want to encourage you tonight if you think that your dream or your vision or what God has told you that you can obtain has been delayed because of other people situations circumstances and sometimes it happens in our life that we feel like we we got derailed somewhere and it was not our fault that we were derailed. Have you ever felt like that? And I certainly have. And yet, the Lord is so faithful. He can get you right back on track. And it could be years later. It could be 20, 30, 40 years. Here it was 45 years. And Caleb's still saying, give me that mountain. Amen? That's what he told Joshua. Give me that mountain. You you know, y'all promised, and I can do it. Uh, because there were still giants there. He remembered the giants too, but it didn't, it didn't move him. He said, I'm just as strong now as I was then and I can do warfare. And so, um, verse 11, as yet, uh, I am strong this day as I was in the day of Moses that he sent me 
As for my strength was then, even so my strength is now for war, both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakins were there and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave him. And it was the area of Hebron then that he inherited and got it for his descendants. Isn't that a beautiful story? And I love the fact that he was old when he did that, when he said that. Amen. So don't ever give up on that dream, that vision, and what faith can obtain um, if you just persevere and know that God will fight the battles. They, you know, time and time again, God did such miracles for them. And really, the, some of the battles, you know, that they weren't fought with swords. You know, for jo- uh, Jericho, for instance, they just marched around and shouted. And, you know, <laughs> anybody could do that. I mean, kindergartners could do that. It wasn't in their own strength that that battle was won. And so I know that, you know, sometimes we we think, well, that's just too good to be true. But I know God has a million ways to do things for you that you've never thought of, that you never dreamed of, and um, can get you what you need. And certainly in physically he can. He made you. And when you manufacture something, you can certainly fix the parts to it. And he created you. He manufactured your body. And whatever you need uh, as a new part, we've seen creative miracles where God's put in people a new heart, lungs, eyes, you know, restored hearing, restored different body parts that, you know, you would never have dreamed possible. He can do it. Amen. And I believe that, you know, tonight just have faith in God and don't be afraid to move forward, even if it does seem like giants are there. Praise God. Have that spirit of Caleb. Amen. All right. Well, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to encourage one another in faith and grace and your wonderful works that you have accomplished in Christ for us. And that many times what we think we have to do that could take our own strength and we don't have that, um, you can do for us so much easier, so much uh, more simple and with your mighty power. And so tonight we just renew our trust in you for impossible things. We thank you, Lord, Uh, that we can imagine big and dream big, even if we think we're up in age. uh, We we receive the same spirit that Caleb had and uh, know that through your power, your might, your mighty hand, things can be accomplished, things can be done, and will be. We thank you for it, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Just take a moment uh, and just talk to him, even if you're on live stream, talk to him about your specific area of of what you need done. Just take a moment. Thank you, Jesus. We see those things done, Lord. We know that you called us to do those things. We know what you said and how 
you have witnessed in our hearts. And so we claim them and we declare it and we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you for the impossible. That we'll see your mighty hand do the impossible things that we couldn't do with our own strength, with our own power or our own might. We believe you, Lord. We thank you. And we thank you for the instructions of our part of what we have in it to do. Amen. That you guide and give wisdom. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen.